It's time for the Other Three Amigos podcast with Damien Sweenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. And Eileen Ring. Podcast. Tweet us on Twitter using the hashtag T-O-T-A-P. Buy the lads a cup of coffee by clicking the support link in the description. On episode three of The Other Three Amigos, Last Damas. Um, big apologies, we had no pod last week. We've got a new goalkeeper in the club. Massive changes in the management. We've got certain people who seem to be interested in the job. What is an expression of interest? Under 17s have a win. The Spotify playlist in the program, absolutely rubbish. Women's sponsorship, we discussed that. Uh, we look back at the Athlone game, we look back at the Wexford Duke game, and we look forward to the Sligo game. It is Last Damas, episode three. Hello to you. It is the other three amigos, Last Damas, Damas, Damas. <laughs> I'm never going to get it right. Episode three uh, with our amiga, Eileen Ring. Hello, Eileen. Hello to you. Hello, Eileen. Hello, Eileen. Hi lads, how are you? Uh, we're good, we're good. How was your, how was your, how was your two weeks actually? Great, very enjoyable. Lots nice of and fun. relaxed. Um, good evening to yourself, Wayne Mullins. Evening. And hello Everyone. to you, all the way down in Boeing, County Cork. It's Declan McCormack, everybody. Mr. Shreenan, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. You'll be saying that again in about 50 minutes time, so we'll just, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just... <laughs> Anyway, in association with MSCCasino.com, episode is sponsored by Nobody. Uh, thank you to Nobody for sponsoring this. But we did get, and we did get a couple of people buying us coffee, and these are new new people, I think. They, they may have come from last day, Ms. Um, listeners. We, we would just like to say we apologise last week. We had no episode. Technical difficulties. Then time was just against us, uh, and it was just a bit of a disaster. So just to let you know, Wayne has this thing. He just wants the episodes to be like 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. No, can we clarify in general? I'm on, a, I'm on the main pod too. I mean, the men's pod. Oh, no, sorry. The main pod, is it? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Again, I do apologize that- for the sexual discrimination <laughs> bestowed upon you by Mr. Wayne Mullins this week. The, the men's pod. Yes, the men's pod. That should be no longer than an hour maximum. Yeah. But okay. you keep going over an hour and it's just, yeah. Just love talking. Like People this. don't like listening to us that often. Do you not think so? No, they definitely I don't. like listening to you. I like when it goes over an hour. Do you? Oh, well, there you yeah. go. There not, you not the episode for me, but when I'm listening to you. Oh, yeah, well, well there you go. Yeah. No, I'm there a you super go, fan. Wayne. There you go, Wayne. No, 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 no. So, yeah, so we're back after a two-week break. Um, let's, let's, let's just get on with it. The Club. Oh, it's all in together. <laughs> it's just that we don't, we, it's around the club off the field. So, like, on the main pod, that will be like the main the pod. Club. The main pod. Oh, no, the men's pod. I mean, the men's. It's just sexual discrimination with David Sweeney. On the men's pod. On the men's pod, that will be like around the club. And then we would have a bit of Kami Watch. Um, just in case you're wondering, as well, you're, you're brand new to listening to us. 
Commie Watch is what we call the off the field. So basically, we, we look at what the communist leaders of the club are doing. And uh, just in case you're wondering what the off the field is. And we've, we've called them communists since, since basically they ruled us with an iron fist and kicked Brian Fantana. If anyone remembers Brian Fantana, he used to be our reporter in the field. Uh, basically, they kicked him out of the um, press conferences for asking questions that... Um, that didn't want to be guys. So since then, we've called them communists and commies, commie watch. So that just in case anyone, just a new listener, was wondering why we play the North Korean. Uh, it used to be the Soviet one, but unfortunately, shit happened. Uh, so we couldn't get away with that anymore. But uh, so yeah, when that's all over, we're going back to the uh, the Russian one uh, or the Soviet one. Anyway, um, so since we last spoke, Paul Farrell stepped down as the manager of the club. Uh, with Jess Lawton taking over as caretaker. Uh, so she's now manager of the 17s, 19s, and the main team as well. So plenty of work going on for Jess Lawton. Eileen, tell us a bit more about what happened. Um, yeah, I suppose on, obviously we lost to Athlone on the Saturday. Then it kind of broke um, Sunday evening that Paul was gone from the job. Um, I think officially it was stated that he just had work commitments. And, and that's fair enough because, I mean, time Do you really believe that though? <laughs> was did he jump or was he pushed? No, I do believe. Honestly, it's it look, it's a huge time commitment for anybody. And I suppose the way the season has went probably hasn't been how he's wanted. So um maybe he felt he'd taken it where he could take it at the moment. Um which probably would be hard to argue with how the season had started for him. Um and then maybe the Wexford game maybe proved that it was the right move for him. But like that's not taken away. He obviously steadied the ship last year and he did a very, very good job. Um, so I wish him well wherever he goes and I'm sure he'll be successful. But maybe it was just, I said, time wise and stuff for him a little bit much. Um, and Jess Lawton, tell us a bit more about Jess Lawton. Yeah, so she was involved under Ronan um, as the, I think, player, like performance coach. And then subsequently was has worked a huge amount with the 17s and 19s. So I think the thing with Jess is she's probably just cutting her teeth as a coach and I'm sure she'd say that as well. Um, so maybe the senior job is just a little bit too soon for her. We're also expecting an awful lot from anybody to do three teams. Now, I know she's a fairly good team with her um, at the 17s and 19s. Like she's Mick Collins there. Like Mick has probably forgotten more about women's football in Cork than most of us will ever even know. Um, he's brilliant. Like he, he would have coached some very good Ballancolic teams and been involved with Gainer Cup teams and stuff down through the years. So I, I, I presume he's kind of steering the ship maybe with the underage until and leave Jess focused on the seniors again, hopefully just for the next couple of weeks. Um, because as I said, I think it's probably just a little bit too soon for her. And to, to be fair to her, she's clearly doing, as we can see, a very good job at the underage, as we can see from messages coming in from parents and stuff. So I think leave her where she's doing well um, and just keep tipping away with seniors until we get somebody in place, which will hopefully be sooner rather than later. Um, Declan McCormack, you've, you went full Brian Fantana over the last few weeks, haven't you? And um, so I wish we could have Brian back. Um, do you have any um, bit of news or any inf- info or anything like that on, on what's going on at the club at the moment? Um, no, not really, to be fair. I mean, Eileen covered a lot of it there. I think, like, you asked the question about Paul, you know, Paul, Paul walked. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. And he's well within his rights to walk, um, considering the results and the time commitments and, you know, everything else that's going on around the scenes as well. Spoke to a few people at the club. They're very keen to get things right. You know, they've kind of said, look, let's hold our hands up here. It's not where we want it to be, but it is certainly better than it was two years ago. And 
the question really is, and like I think there's this idea out there that maybe the the club and people at the club don't care about the women's side of the game. Um, and to be fair to Who people said at us? the club, they're very keen to. <laughs> to be fair to people at the key, at the club, they're very keen to knock that idea on the head as quickly as possible. You know, they said they're fully committed to the women's side of the game, but is that is that you, such it is a Declan, new, or is it know? someone else disguised as Declan? Hmm. Could you just just grab your cheek, uh. your chin there, and just just try and pull that up? <laughs> oh, well, because I'm pro, because I'm coming it, across as pro club. Has someone been in your is ear, Declan? Is it, just just grab your just grab your chin no, there for me, Declan, and just pull it hard for a second. I just want to see his. Underneath that I know. Come here. Two seconds. Two seconds. If you want, if we want to do a pile, and surely joking, we have to I'm offer joking, fairness to both sides. I'm, you know? I'm only we, joking. I'm joking. I know you are. I know you are, and I'm laughing. I'm, not, I'm laughing. I know I am. But I'm I mean, joking. to be fair, to be fair, we have to, we have to be fair, and and you know, as I said, it's off the record stuff, and it's it's that like. But I mean, look, the club are insistent that they are fully behind doing the women's project and doing it properly. They say if you. Honestly, hands up, it's not where they want to be at the moment and the project isn't as far along as they would like it to be. And the question then that needs to be asked is how long does it take to get it to where it needs to be? Um, I guess there's numerous reasons, um, Wayne. Obviously, training facilities is one of them. There's always the issue around expenses and those kind of things are always... I don't think those issues are ever going away and I really don't know how it's going to be handled and how it's going to be dealt with. Um, I guess it's one we just have to keep an eye on. Now, in terms of the training facilities, somebody told me that there is a, a, a new training facility coming on stream in the summer, which City will have access to at a very good time, and that pitch will become more or less a tournament training base for the for the women's side and things like that. So, look, there were issues that needed sorting, but to be fair, it does look like some of those issues are in the process of getting sorted. So... It's a long-term project, and as Eileen said, it's about you now getting a manager in. Whether you go with Jess or you go with Noel or you bring somebody in from the outside, they're the next decisions that have to be made, and, and you go from there. Then again, I'm this still is a party I'm political still ex- broadcast on behalf of Cork City well, Football. It seems so, like I'm know? still everything's wrapped up in a neat little package there, Declan. Yeah, I'm still expecting it to be an episode of Scooby Doo where the human takes off his mask at the end of it. Ha <laughs> It's me. <laughs> um, but. Uh, so, so Wayne, what's your take on everything that's going on? And uh, does that sound like it sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds amazing, doesn't it? Mm. Sounds that like easy. It's, it's easy. Sounds like everything is in, in order. Everything's perfect. Everything's amazing. And, um, you know, we'll win the league next year, won't we? <laughs> fairness, nobody said it. <laughs> okay. Nobody said it's, it's amazing. Question, or I've one, I have one or question. Right? You, you probably in, can't in, in fairness, no one. I, I didn't talk, did say, say that. Like, did he yeah. say Wayne or Declan? Sorry, no. Okay. Uh, that would have been Wayne. yeah. This training facility, ring man, does it have, is, is it floodlit? Because what happens in the winter time? I would say I I, I think ring man are getting an all weather pitch done at the moment. As far as I know, it looks fantastic down there actually. So I I would say it's quite possible uh, yeah. that it, it may be uh, the ring man. Uh, I, I don't we know. Need but to talk so. about the new manager, who it's going to be. Okay, so the club put up an expression of interest. So they tweeted on the 12th of May, uh, we wish to confirm the recruitment process for the role of women's first team manager. The club is exploring discussions with potential candidates and also inviting expressions of interest for the role no later than 5pm, Monday the 16th of May. So they gave anybody four days to get their um, expressions of interest in. Now, interestingly enough today, Danny Murphy... Uh, everyone knows Danny Murphy, Danny Murphy, the, you know, uh, Cockney Rebel. 
he put up a I'm after losing it. Um he put up a tweet uh, which basically said that he had been working with Welling United uh women's and uh, he basically is he's he's kind of out of a job at the moment. So Danny Murphy, would he be the front runner now? Um, Eileen. Well, I suppose like for me, I think Danny Murphy sounds like a good option. Um, he obviously knows the club. Um, but there is a situation where Danny Murphy's been back living in, at home is in London is my understanding. So first of all, does the club get him a job or something like that? Um, because it's not a paid job for me. I think Danny Murphy is a, is a good option. I think it's an exciting option and I think it's quite important to get somebody from outside the club and um, because we've kind of recruited internally for the last while. So sorry, that's really shouting. Um, so <laughs> Can edit her out. Could you ever tell me um, be quiet there, please, will you? <laughs> sorry, no. That Mick ring, I tell you, he's always at it. Yeah, so I suppose I think yeah, I I, I think Danny sounds it's it's certainly interesting. Um, he's worked in the women's game in in England for the last year or two. He Jesus, I mean, he's a, he's a legend of the club, so it'll be great to have him. Um, again, it I suppose it depends on how, who else has applied for it. We don't know. We don't know. I haven't. He's the only name I've heard mentioned, um, and I've heard. it a good few places over the weekend, but whether that has been a rumour started and just... Come on, let's start some rumours. I'm not sure. Let's start some rumours. We're we're driving the the Danny Murphy one on there now. Um, Wayne, have you heard any names in the mix? I hear Eileen's name is in the mix. Ooh. (laughs) Got help us on. I'm her assistant. There we go. (laughs) Um, Eileen Ring in the mix. Uh, Our reporter in the field. No, I mean, the, the Danny Murphy one is around since... Crikey, the middle of last week, I suppose, wasn't it? Uh, mm. We first heard yeah. his name. And that's, Are we hearing that's Barbara the, O'Connell? Is Barbara one. O'Connell uh, another person in the mix? Are we a uh, highly experienced uh, women's player and, uh, you know, no, knows football like the back of her hand? Uh, also, she was coaching with Pierre Celtic, I think. So Here's, will be another one. Yeah. I, I think the Women's Here's National League ran, ran a piece and they mentioned Stuart Ashton, they mentioned Babs, Barbara, they mentioned yeah. Katie right. McCarthy. There's a few others that, that are on the coaching and their coaching badges and stuff like that. So I suppose it makes sense that these names are going to be linked. I think Barbara's involved with Treaty at the moment. So okay. um, maybe Katie McCarthy is another one who's around the club but um, and involved with Irish underage setups as well. So what, what you could one. do with Danny is, like Damon, you've got contacts for sponsoring players, don't you? <laughs> maybe give him an all uh, ring and say, look, no quid. No, that will never happen again. Um, that will never happen again. No, that's fine, thanks. Um, okay, well, look, do we have anything else to speak about on the management position at the moment? No, I, I just think, I suppose, people are, a few people have said to me, oh, it's kind of a, it's not a great job, but it's, it is a very good job. I mean, the players are there. You have good players for whatever reasons over the last maybe year and a half, it hasn't really worked out. But I mean, Jess Lawton probably proved on Saturday against Wexford, if if you can be well-organised, where they, like, we have the bones of a good side, Um I, and maybe I'll be shot now for saying this is in. It's probably not the greatest thing to say, but it's a great stepping stone of a job. Like I was involved a couple of years ago, and everybody that was involved at the same time, like, have went on to kind of. And what happened to myself. you? <laughs> I'm with ye, and they're all doing great things. <laughs> You're doing the best thing of all. Um. Um, but like, so I, I do think like. If you're a coach, and I mean it's it's a great opportunity. I, I do think that, um, and maybe maybe that's not a great way to look at it, but it is a good stepping stone, as you said. Like if you look at like like Frank Keller or Richie Holland, both are like Richie obviously is our current assistant manager, and he's only 
four years ago maybe he was involved with the women's team so look um hopefully there will be interest and I, I just think it's important to get maybe a new face not somebody who's been involved in the last years because that's probably happened um where we're just kind of passing it on and I just think maybe a new face would be good for all the players as well okay okay um Declan you were going to say something there yeah I was just going to two things the first just you mentioned Barbie O'Connell and other names and things like that I was just there was a lot looked for in the advert that went out you know they wanted experience in um, running academies and building youth structures and all this kind of thing so I do wonder if the spec that was put in the job and the spec that was advertised goes far and beyond something that would be paid on a legitimate expenses basis you know and I don't know what the general feeling around football is about the advert that went out and the requirements listed as opposed to what the successful candidate is going to get back for for all this work that's going to be required to, to do the project that needs doing, you know? Yeah, I'm just taking a look here. So the, the those expressing an interest must hold a UEFA licence or equivalent or be currently participate in a UEFA licence course. Candidates should also have relevant and man- recent managerial. Uh, Wayne, just think about football manager here now for a second. So, uh, candidates should also have relevant and recent managerial coaching experience, experience in the oversight, development, and strategic planning of a football academy, st- comprehensive knowledge of the women's national league and local game. He's shaking his head there now. Uh, strong communication skills, business acumen, and interpersonal skills, ability to work within strict financial budgets. And let me just say, these are very strict. It's zero. Uh, and understanding of the supporter-owned football club volunteerism and values of Cork City. If you can work with no money uh, and you have all those things, uh, it's possible. You could get that job. Wayne, do you tick all the boxes? Uh, all of them, bar the one. Sure, Being able look. to get along with people, I think, is an issue. <laughs> but sure, people didn't get along before, so it's fine, you know? Um, so there you go. We, 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 we don't know how long it's going to take, but um, in, in, in the meantime, Jess Lawton is um, looking after the team, so best of luck to her. Uh, Niall and all the backroom staff, all the 11 backroom staff now. Actually, we're down one backroom staff now, uh, so we're down to 10. Uh, so on, and the 10 backroom staff there, so uh, best of luck to you all. Um, Mario Sullivan. Can I ask one uh, other question? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Something that's kind of bothering me, because I'm out of the... Not in terms of recruitment, I, I know nothing about recruitment in the corporate world. Since when did people stop applying for jobs and instead just express an interest in a job? And what's what's the difference between the two? It it, it is it is probably an application as well. Like it's the same. I I, I know when um when John Coffey left and we did put an advert out for an expression of interest as well and basically that's just an application it's just a fancy word for an application really because it was a preliminary pre- preliminary stage yeah. is it yeah, yeah. yeah it means you don't have to reply to anyone basically that um my god is someone whipping someone there in, in the back in the background Eileen that's, that's my dog sorry it's your, oh it's your dog is it right okay um <laughs> Um, it's a terrible name to call her. Um, but anyway, um, so what we're going to, so anyway, um, <laughs> moving on. Um, if she listens to this, you're dead. <laughs> no, you're, out, definitely. no, you're dead. Um, a bit of transfer news, Maria Sullivan, um, who was our goalkeeper for two, three years and club captain has resigned for the club. Um, so this is a strange one for me. Um, I know Maria left to go to America to college and stuff. Is this just the case of her finishing college and coming back to the club for a couple of couple of weeks? Would that not stunt the development of uh, Abby and uh, Hannah? Yeah, so I suppose this wasn't really a thing until last year. A lot of girls who were in the States seemed to be coming back and um, signing for a couple of weeks. Um, 
So I don't know. I'm not sure. Is that just the case? Or is Maria finished finish full time? I'm not 100% sure. But so she was club captain when she was here. So for me, it probably makes sense to sign her back because she obviously has a, a lot of leadership quality to say she was made captain in the first place. Um, so whether or not she's going to start, I suppose, will tell over the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, for me, I think do sign her back, I, even if it is just for that voice in the dressing room. Um, but again, I'm not sure if she's back full time. It's a no brainer to sign her. I, I see what you're saying. If it's a case of four or five weeks, it doesn't really make sense to drop one of the girls if she's gone again in a couple of weeks. But look, it's no harm, I think, to have her in around the squad anyway, because she clearly is um, a leader within that squad there. She did start on the bench uh, against Wexford, but we, we'll, we'll go to that later on. Um, the underage results, by the way, the under 17s, 3 2 at home. They beat Bo Bowers. Uh, we, no, there was no updates on social media, so we don't know how that went, but they, they had a win anyway. Um, I'd like, so the club tweeted about women's sponsorship being available still. Um, so, like, this was put up on the 11th, so about five days ago. A lot of first-team players still haven't got a, a home team sponsor. And every player has an away sponsorship available. Uh, what you get is a player match-worn shirt at the end of the season. You get listed as the player sponsor in the match programme and website. And I'll come back to that in a few seconds. Social media announcement as player sponsor. We didn't get that. Uh, and a, player's, a parent's opportunity is as well. Now... <sighs> So to, spo to, to, to sponsor a men's player, what was it this year, Wayne? Was it 400? It's the same price as a women's player anyway. Same price as the women's. So to sponsor, no, no discrimination. Like, like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, it's, it's, obviously the, the men's have far more, you know, um, marketing and publicity and stuff like that. I just think that price to sponsor a women's player, like I would definitely put people off. Like, I mean, Every player is available for a way. And I mean, still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten first team players. Um, of ten for sorry, ten players home. Uh, any thoughts on this? Like, I mean, this is Well, do you get did you say you get a season ticket with both sponsorships? No. Okay, you don't get a season ticket if you sponsor a men's player. Uh you do. You do. And you get a season ticket if you sponsor a women's for player. For a women's player, yeah. Women's and it's season the ticket. same price. Yeah, there's, it doesn't make sense. Oh uh, yeah, it costs more sense. to sponsor like, a, a women's. Player. I mean, like make it affordable. Like and make it. What's the price of a men's season ticket? What probably two hundred over two hundred quid compared to fifty euro for women's? Like that's just that's silly from the club. Like, at the start, to like they should have. It should be half the price and get get them sponsored and get them. Yeah, bring in the money. Media. The more people who sponsor them, the more tweets will be sent about them because the companies will tweet about them. They'll Facebook post about them. They'll put them on Instagram. They've cut themselves short here. And we said at the very start of the season. But look. Whereas a few years ago, it was up to the players to go out and get their sponsors. Am I right with that? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But now the players have no responsibility to go get their player, get their sponsors. The club basically uh, advertised for the sponsorship for them. And so that's the difference yeah. now. But then again, it used to be 200 euros, I think, because I remember sponsoring a player many years ago in the Bishopstown Bar. Um, many, many years ago. Jesus, it was, I don't know what the name of the team was at the time. Um, but I think it was like 200 quid um, and you got, you didn't get much though, but like, I think, I think, it's, I think it's 350 euros, which I just think is a bit, it's a bit steep. Uh, and had, had they dropped that down to 200 euros and you've got 10 players there, which is two grand and you've got all players available for away sponsorship, you know, you're not going to sell them all, but you could be bringing in four to five to 6,000 euros if you just drop it down to 200 quid. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit, Disheartening, I think, 
to see uh, so many players still looking for sponsorship uh, for the season. Uh, any thoughts on that, anyone? Yeah, it's not about the money. I mean, it's not about the money. It shouldn't be about the money yet. It should be about profile. It should be about branding. It should be about building a women's club's identity and getting the identity of these players out to out to the masses in Cork, you know. And they should be selling they should be selling women's sponsorship at 150 quid a pop, in my opinion. And certainly at this stage of the season, it should be 150 quid a pop. You're not losing any money. Just get it out there. As you said, the social media gathers its own pace because there's more sponsors, so there's more tweets, so there's more Instagram posts, etc., etc., Facebook posts, whatever it is. And it builds its own momentum, you know? But they need to get their head around this stuff and they need to get, they need to come up with a structured plan. Not for one year, not for this season, not for next season. They need to come up with a structured two or three year plan. And this is our marketing plan for the women's side for the next three years. Season one, first quarter of season one, this is what we're going to do. Second quarter of season one, this is what we're going to do. And so on and so forth. And you build and you build slowly and you build it and you build it. And that's it. I mean, women's football is the biggest um, building sport in the world. I mean, mm. you know, it's, 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 it's that sport that is just, it's snowballing and it's snowballing very quickly. And if we don't get our ducks in a row, we're going to miss the snowball and we're just going to be left standing behind while the Shelburne's and the Piedmont's and the Wexford's and all these greats just move away into the distance and leave us leave us for dead. Yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, look, that, that, that's there. Um, I would just like, so one of the things is that you get a social media announcement. announcement. We didn't get that, okay, so um, just in case. You know, they retweeted us. They retweeted us, but they didn't announce that we were sponsors of Totaps Eva Mangan. Um, so that's just one thing there. And also the program and there was there, there's the City View, the program, there was two episodes out uh, since uh, we last went to air. Uh, and, and guys, this is a good program. This is actually, I know it's only a few pages, but there's some interesting, there's some really interesting parts. And what I love is the Spotify where the players, basically the players pick their Spotify. I can tell you that this week, this week's was, uh, oh, I'm not clicking off it. I had it here. This week's one. Was it was it Bween's Lauren Singleton got to pick the music? It was Lauren Singleton this week, yeah. Yeah, absolute rubbish, rubbish. Um, <laughs> so, like, so is this what they're listening to on Bween? Is it like, what's this? Tell me something good. Is the worst song ever in the? I, I don't care. It's absolutely shite. Like, uh, tell me something good, and it sounds like a barn dance song actually. Definitely, you <laughs> know. Tell me something good, uh, Drake. Shoes love tonight, belters only. Like, is it Jack's Joe? Where's Joe Dolan and Cindy Lauper and Whitney Houston? Where are all these? No, Lad, no. If answer. you're asking me, because because yeah, because tell here's the thing. Good. You mentioned okay. You mentioned this song. Tell me something good. I can honestly sit here and say Shite. I've never heard the song. I have no you idea. Don't want what to hear it. Shocked, about, right? That's an absolute lie. I know that's yeah, a no. lie. I it's not that. a lie. That I don't know. I don't. I don't. I get into the car. I don't listen to music. I have talk news. I have news talk on the radio. I listen to talk radio. I haven't listened to music in I don't know how long, lad. Anything I listen to on Spotify is my old Bon Jovi album. Like, I don't. You know, I have no oh idea. God. I have no idea what's going on in the modern world. None. <laughs> a great piece. I, I do like it. Um, but you know. Girls, you want to get your music together, really, because that is absolute rubbish. Tweet uh, it later. Tweet the song later from Spotify. I won't because I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to people's ears. But yeah, Lauren Singleton, 
I like as a player, never become a DJ. And that's from a DJ. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but the program itself, there were some really good ones. I, I enjoyed um, the one when, with uh, Danielle Burke, where she is, it's, oh, I can't remember. It's, it won't open up for her now for me, but it was um, like, uh, what's it called? Under, uh, under uh, Junior, senior. Junior, senior. Um, some nice little pieces there. So it was basically about Daniel Burke being a senior player at the age of 17, uh, 16 really, and, and moving up and into the senior play. So well done to John O'Sullivan and all the gang putting the... Um, Putting that program together. Anyone had anything else to say on the program? Maybe, maybe the choice of music. No. No, those young ones had to do have a terrible choice of music. I agree with you. To be fair, we're maybe we're just getting old, and that's your never, never. Um, but, but yeah, look, the 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 other the only other one is at the end of the the program. It would be nice to have the fixtures. Uh, would like you know there was no fixture list on the um on the program. Uh, or stats, which they have in the men's one, uh, and on the back you'd have the squad numbers and stuff, and also no mention of the sponsors that belong to the players. <coughs> so yeah, that was just one thing that I picked up, John. MSCCasino.com, Ireland's new and exciting online bookmaker and casino. Sign up today and see what lies in store for you. You'll find a wide range of markets on a huge selection of sports from across the globe. Play for fun and rewards at MSCCasino.com. Please gamble responsibly. 18 and over. Visit gambleaware.ie. Okay, since we went to air, two matches since, we lost 4-1 to Athlone. Uh, I will leave one of you talk about this because you know I didn't see it. Um, so who wants to pick up on the Athlone match? Um, yeah, Athlone it was a disaster. Look, we lost 4-1. Um, I suppose Athlone, to me, this season are probably proving what can be done um, by just being well-organised, well-coached side. Um, they're, I think uh, they joined fourth with P-Mount at the moment. And the manager said at the start of the season, his aim was to win two games in a row. And they're after winning, I think, five or six now at this point. Five in a row here, um, I can see, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Look, it was it was again we were trying to play out from the back. They pressed us really high, so it was just it was just it was a poor it was a poor night at the office. Now, to be honest, um, Hannah Walsh was back in goal. Um, she did well, to be fair, but I just thought we were really easy to play against on the night. A lot of the goals came down to just individual errors again, um, and and they were clinical, and then we kind of gave away a poor penalty. Then it's kind of that odd one. We we get a goal back. Eva Cronin scored, and I'm like. Oh, it's three one. Maybe maybe we might come back into us. But three three four minutes later, they go up and it's four one, and it's kind of game over. Um, yeah. Look, it was it was a, it was a disappointing one. I think to be fair to Paul, I think Danielle and Kira. I think Danielle had failed a fitness test the day before, and I think Kira McNamara woke up that morning with an issue. Um, so like losing the two of them, so you had a new centre half partnership that probably hadn't played centre half together before. So that's difficult as well. Um. But yeah, look, it was disappointing. I've said before, like we're Cork City and it's Athlone and it's a game I think we should be winning. Um, whether, whether that's foolish by me, I'm not sure. But no, look, it was disappointing. But I think, thankfully, obviously we had Wexford um, the following game and, and things got better. And I suppose the only plus, a plus from that game was Ashlyn Kelly came on late on. Um, I think Ashley's with the under-19s and she came in and made her debut. So that was obviously good to see that, look, there are players there and they're coming through as well. Again, a tough night to make your debut on, but she certainly wasn't found lacking, even physically. I thought she was like tall, strong girl, and that was something that really stood out about Athlone, physicality wise. Like they were, they were very, very physical, strong team. And um, so 
I said, no superstars there, just they were all doing their job and just well drilled side, I thought about that though. They're all farmers there though. I mean, they're probably lifting <laughs> sheep up uh, since the age of three, like, so uh, it's going to be physical when you play Athlone. Um, De- Declan, anything to pick out from the uh, Athlone game? Because I know you, you, you watched it six or seven times. <laughs> I didn't mention it there already, but the high press... I mean, we're obsessed, and we still are to a degree. It's still happening a lot in the Wexford game. We're absolutely obsessed with playing out from the back, you know. And and Athlone just lined four players up on the edge of the edge of the box, and the second the keeper knocked it short, it just boom. And we made so many. We were rushed into so many mistakes, couldn't get the ball out, and it it got me thinking. So I went back and I looked at. There was a tweet then from the Women's National League at some stage about um, statistics, possession statistics, which had us on 52% possession, second highest in the league, but second from bottom in the league. And that really doesn't, those two things don't really tie in together. So I went back and I I watched the four games. um, And we do, we have a serious amount of possession in every game. You know, can I just say, people, against treaty the dedication six. from this yeah. man is just mind-boggling. Can I, can, we've got a good one here, guys. We've got a good one. Anyway, so, I'm so sorry. I just needed that. that I mean, you went back and watched the four games. Go no, on, it's just yeah. I know that's fair enough. I appreciate that. So the treaty game, we had 62 percent possession, 63 percent against DLR, and we lost that six nil, wasn't it? Six one. Sorry, we had 57 percent against that alone, and we had 57 percent against Wexford again the other day. It's it, the two don't, mar- you know, they don't marry up. Like teams don't have those possession stats and lose four or five games in the trot and, and be second bottom, you know. So we have possession, but we're, we're, we have it in very dangerous areas. And a lot of the goals we've given away are come from mistakes of teams pressing us and putting us under pressure and winning the balls in areas where you don't want to give away the ball because we're trying to play this passing game out from the back now don't get me wrong we've had passages of play that have been absolutely fantastic 10 15 20 passes um there was some lovely lovely passing play against wexford the other day you know and it was great to watch but there's a time and a place and, and an area on the pitch to do it and in fairness in the wexford game we still did it a lot but we seem more intent on getting the ball fast um forward more quickly so We'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks under Jess, but it's just something that jumped out at me. And as I said, um, I kind of couldn't believe the stat that came out and I said it must be wrong. And I went out to prove it wrong and I ended up proving it right <laughs> to myself. So, um, And watching yeah, 360 minutes of football. Fun. Here's the thing. Do you know how possession stats are done? Every time you have the ball, it's like the... They keep a little... No, you, you, count, oh. you count every pass that each team makes. And then you add them up to for the total match passes. And then isn't that just you divide the number of match passes. No. Like when you have the ball, no. no? The way it's done these days is... No, the way it's done these days is you, you divide the number of match passes into the number of team passes. And that gives you pretty... Did you, so you have do to count that every pass in the games? match. Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah, you have to count every pass in the match. <laughs> so you sat down and watched four games and yeah. counted every single pass and then divided it between... Yeah, how do you have kids? (laughs) I only have one. (laughs) But how do you have kids? Like, you're sure you're virgin. I died. Look, (laughs) 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 
What are the gods? Yeah. Oh, stop. Do you know what? Yeah, no, I fair, know. I just, can I just say, lads, I think we need to give him up. <laughs> There is technology will do it, obviously, but I don't have the technology, so I just manually one, two, three, four. Okay. We've offered it to you multiple we've times. We've offered it, yep. Yeah, we've offered you all those descriptions. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're not getting that. I uh, listen to make your job techn- anyway to make matter. your life easier. We would do that for you. Um, so uh, at loan we lost four one. We then went into Wexford Jutes, so we all, we had a new manager. Um, Wexford Wexford Jutes flying in the league. Uh, I think you know they were third, possibly second, uh, going into this one. Um, Wayne, yes, you, you just to let you know, Wayne is also here. It's just, it's not a so. Wayne, did you watch the match? I watched the Athlone game, I didn't watch the Wexford game because of the way. Oh, oh, I should have went back to you because I did think the first goal that Athlone scored was a bit of a disgrace, to be honest. Okay, a disgrace, how defensive wise, I thought we were too high up. The two players, the two center backs were about 10 meters apart, they should be literally holding hands at once, you know, that close. They should be mm. if they're playing that, that far up. And it was just, it was shocking. I have to say it like it was. Now, whether it's tacticals, tactics from the manager or not, I don't know. Well, we changed manager now. We have. So now we've we can hammer him instead, so we blame the manager. <laughs> Shite from the manager, right? Um, okay, the extra, so Becky Casson got a cracker. It has been named in goal of the week. Uh, yeah, a, a, a cracking, a cracking game. It should win it. It should win it. We've got yeah. the. I think there's. It's, it's heavily leading at the moment. Um, Declan, we went into this with new formation, style play. What did you think? I enjoyed it. It was like it's a good. Like the thing about these games is they're actually quite good to watch. They're easy to watch. You know, we do. We and do why wouldn't they football. be, Declan? Well, hang on. Is this sexual discrimination again? Why wouldn't they be? I I don't follow your your line of questioning. To be honest with you, it's they're easy to watch. I'm sure, like yeah, of yeah, course they're football. Like, well, lots of men, like? lots lots of foot, lots of football isn't easy to watch. Like it's f- knock it long. Everybody chase after it. It's you know play for free <laughs> kicks. Play for it's nonsense. In fact, the anyway, majority in fact the majority of football is hard to watch at times. I just find these games easy to watch. As an Everton there's, fan, there's... yes, yes, I would say. As an Everton <laughs> fan, yeah, you're probably right. Jim. Yeah, I mean, there's an element of that about the life all right at the moment. But, like, no, I just find them easy to watch. It's, it's, it's good to watch. Wexford played good football. We played good football, you know, and it was an enjoyable game. It was, like, good free kick gets gets them up and running. Becky Casson is a cracker for an equaliser. We had passages of play in that game that were outstanding. Um, movement. You know, the ability for players to change. Becky Casson's a very, very intelligent footballer, to be fair to her, you know. And she does make very good runs. And she had a couple of other opportunities that I'm guessing she'd probably be a little bit disappointed that she didn't get a second or at least connect better with a couple of them. But there was definitely progress there in a very short period of time. So you'd hope they'd take that and go on again. I mean, Wexford were our second now. They started out the day in third. We give out about the Atlone game, but Atlone beat Piedmont last weekend so you know we probably underestimated that loan as well to be fair so i mean look there's an opportunity to do things go to sligo on saturday win the game up there come down and you get a free shot at shelburne and it is an absolute free shot and it's 12 o'clock they'll just be off a bus see what you can do see what happens like you know all right eileen what are your thoughts on the wexford match um if declan hasn't covered it yeah, no, he's pretty much covered it all. I thought we were like a different side, really. Um, I thought we played really well. I think Orla DC made that was her senior debut, and I thought she was excellent. She was in team of the week. Uh, team of the, yeah. team of the week, yeah. yeah. So um, 
jeez, uh, I really thought she looked excellent. She really looked like the real deal. You wouldn't certainly wouldn't have thought it was her her first start at that level. Um, and look, she's only seventeen as well. So thought Rain Crowley had a good game playing in that six. It was more defined role where she actually actually sat in there. I think that's been an issue for us the last few weeks. The back four have been fairly exposed. Um, no, I, I thought we did really well. Yeah, I think Becky scored a great goal, but as Decky said, I think she had another chance later on that she's going to be frustrated with. Could have really come out of there nearly with a draw. Um, and yeah, Wexford are second, like so. And But Wexford left Cork knowing they had a game, which I think a lot of times teams have played us this year maybe have left. Do you know what I mean? But Wexford knew they were in a battle. And I'm after speaking to a couple of the Wexford players afterwards and even they commented that there was a big turnaround from when we, they played us a couple of weeks ago. So look, progress is there. I'm always saying it, the players are there. It's just about getting the best from them. Um, and that's up to the players to step up as well because at the end of the day, that's a kind of a personal responsibility. You shouldn't, you need to be up for every game, not because of who your manager is. Um, I just thought we just looked a little bit thirstier um, than we have in previous weeks. Um, so no look, positive signs. And I said, Sligo, no reason we can't be going up there to get a result. And then shells at home and we'll see what happens. Um. Yeah, so... There's a quick thing of replays. Do we have replays? Uh, did we have replays? We did, we? On the match? Yeah. So we had instant yeah. replays. So we I did, think yeah. we were, yeah, okay, excellent. Yeah. Um, so we, we were expecting him for uh, all games in future, uh, which which was good, fair play. Um, do we have anything else to pick up on in the Wexford Utes match before we move on? No, just, just another, one. another debut. With Ellie O'Brien made her debut as well, sorry, Decky. And Chloe so Atkinson was on the bench as well. Was on the bench, yeah. So look, again, these players are coming through, which is great to see because they obviously are having success at underage level. So it's good to see them coming through as well. Sorry, Decky. It's it's funny that you mentioned Ellie O'Brien because that's exactly what I was going to say. I was like, just I know it was only a five or six minute cameo, and I've I've never heard the name Ellie O'Brien before. I've never seen the girl play. I know nothing about her, but there was something about that five or six minute cameo. First possession, she wins a free kick. Then she plays a nice ball to Avine Donnelly, who plays um, Becky Casson in, and that's that's the chance I refer to that Becky thinks she probably do better. And there was just five or six touches that Ellie O'Brien had that I, I watched the game and I came away thinking, there's something there, there's a player there, you know. Now, I know nothing about the girl, whether she's an underage international or not, I haven't a clue. But as I said, she just seemed to fit in at a higher level, and, and that's about as good as you can take from a, from a six or seven minute debut. So... Um, fair play to her and as I said there was just something there I thought just after walking away after watching the game going there's something there there's a player there definitely you know I think that's the plus with Jess as well she knows who's ready to come in yeah. there from the underage setup because she's worked with them now same with Orla DC like she's obviously worked with her for the last year so she's happy to put her in from the start because like Orla DC I don't know how she's not involved in international squads to be honest um, I, I actually checked with someone at the weekend because I was, there's no way she shouldn't be um, so hopefully she will be going forward and if she's playing at this level week in week out she, she, will, she will get a look in so positive times uh, new players coming in some youths coming in obviously Jess Lawton uh, and you're spot on you're spot on you're spot on um, so yeah um, okay so this Saturday uh, we'll play Sligo Rovers away from home um, at 2 o'clock that did say shells but I know the lads were trying to catch me there you see Eileen but when you said we're playing Sligo I said Hang on a second now, does I need to check this there? I need to double check this. So it is Sligo. Now Sligo again, they're a new team. Um, you know, they they're they're only a place above us, they're only three points ahead of us. Um uh, the goal difference is slightly better. Is this one that that the club the team will go there saying, you know, with 
under new manager, uh, new formation, new players saying, this is one we can win. I, I think so, because I think it's one they'll feel they left behind in terms of cross earlier in the season. Um, it was a game we lost, I think, 2-1, but like we should have been four or five up at half time, and I think then Sligo pushed on in the second half, so it's definitely one they're going to think we left this one behind us in terms of cross. I think they'll be well up for it. I know now two o'clock kickoffs hard for a car team up in Sligo. I mean, it's, so it's we have to, like, the club will have to start travelling at like 7 a.m. Am I right? Yeah, maybe even earlier. Yeah, so it's I don't know. It's a bit crazy to me, but um, obviously I've given out about the FEI and fixtures and timing, but that's a bit mad. Like to be honest, yeah. to me, I think it's it's unfair. Like um, expecting it's it's a long trip for that time. And uh, how but look, they, again, yeah, yeah, it's a disaster. Like up to the stunning pitch that is the showgrounds at the moment. It's in an awful state. Um. So, do we know of any injuries or suspensions going into this game? I haven't heard of anything. Um, okay. I don't think everything everyone looks fit at the end of the game the last day. So unless something someone picks up something during the week, I think we're good. And suspensions, God only knows. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know themselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let Let's head to predictions. I'm going to go to you first, Wayne, because I, I know you're taking a drink and I'll put you under pressure as you're taking a sip of water. F- four nil. <laughs> four nil, not a bottom. Yeah. Um, Declan. Uh, based on the Wexford game, because if you were to base so on give the us a prediction, will you? Like, oh, beat us a, three one Cork City. <laughs> oh, that's based based on okay. So he's done a lot of research at the moment. That's based on he's the dis- I'm a stats man. Skibby dibby dum 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 dum. Um, Eileen, I'm going three two city. Three two city. I'll go with yeah. a, a, a glorious one nil win. Okay, one nil. Um, did to did um, anyone say uh, toe taps Eva Mangan by chance? I said Toe Taps even. No, I mean on the, on the game. And the commentary. No, 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 no. No. No, it didn't happen. Oh, well. Losers. There you go. That's Sligo at four, two o'clock on Saturday. It is free on LOA TV if you want to watch that game. Uh, so we'll, De- Declan will be watching it for everybody. Uh, so if you can't make it, it's okay. Just text Declan McCormack on Twitter and he'll give you live... He'll, he'll actually do live updates. You should do live updates. Anyway, anyway, a couple of questions came in over the last couple of weeks. We've been trying to get through with them. Uh, we've been trying to get through them. Uh, Wayne, I'll go to you first. Uh, Car Cocktails uh, was wondering, are we benefiting from using Turner's Cross for games on the pitch and off the pitch? Same size pitch, isn't it? As far as I know. I think Eric Barry was saying there's only like a couple of feet in difference. So, yeah. Management has changed now, so um, get someone in, or someone's already in, but get someone permanent in and go for it. He I have no idea what I'm saying, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, you, you could have spoke about having, you know, proper stadium, better facilities, you know, it's Do great we, for the it, players like, to have. No, it's too late. It's too late. It's fine. Thanks, proper management, you come in and uh, the, the, the pitch is slightly bigger. And, uh, uh, Eileen, <laughs> are, are, are the club benefiting from using Turner's Cross for games? Yeah, I think it's important that we're playing in Turner's Cross um, for the players and for people coming down, um, for away teams coming down. You, you're talking about, we're talking about equality, we're talking about expenses, and then people think they should we should be shoved back out to Bishopstown for games. That's crackers to talk. We're Cork City Football Club, we play in Turner's Cross, end of story. That's what I was going to say. There you go. Um, so Cove Ramblers have a women's team, which will probably join the Women's National League next year, I think. Should we be worried... That there will be an exodus of city players heading to Cove. They seem to have better facilities 
and resources at their disposal in Absolutely. the women's section. Yeah, yeah. Is is that something like? Is that something no. we need to? Why no, not? of course they would. If like they'll treat them much you better. Play for Cove, or you could play for Cork City. Come on. But like no, like why? Well, like Cove, like yeah, they have good facilities down there. But I'm telling you, no, no. I'd be more worried about players going to Wexford Youths than going down to Cove. No disrespect to Cove. Yeah, but the distance travel is less. And yeah, less. going to Wexford is an absolute nightmare driving up down there. Yeah, but a lot of these underage players are traveling from outside Cork anyway. So mm. I certainly think if they're going to be going somewhere, you'd be I'd be more worried about them going somewhere like Wexford. And Cove, to be honest, um, maybe if Cove are running a brilliant ship in a couple of years, but not day dot. I don't can't see it happening. Hasn't happened for under or under seventeens this year. So okay, so there's been no people heading from the city under seventeens to Cove under seventeens. None of our starters, anyway. But there has been players. Yeah, there's always going to be there's going to be turnaround okay. at every level. Do you know what I mean? That's I certainly wouldn't be worried about losing our best players to Cove. To be honest, no, it's not a concern. I would have. Okay, okay, that's fine. Um, Please don't leave for Cove Girls and make a fool of me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's it. That's that's our pause. There you go. Um, thank you. Any other talking points, guys, before... And, and, and Amiga and Amiga. Amiga y Amiga. Os. Os. Spanish there's is There's only terrible. one Cockney Rebel. You're, you're. Last words from Eileen is there's only one Cockney Rebel. Your Spanish is really coming along, Damien, in fairness, yeah. Duolingo, uh, it's been great. Um, buenos noches. Mm, mm, good night. Um, so, any last words, Declan? Um, no, not really. I mean, I'm just, I'm off to count passes again this week and remain a virgin. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, virgin. And happily so. Um, Wayne, last words? No, uh, yeah, just Danny Murphy. I hope he gets it. It's worth a shot. Six months. He could bring potential sponsorship opportunities, you know, big name, not showing in front of the camera. And uh, no, give it a shot, like. Okay, so we're all rooting for Danny Murphy, Cockney Rebel. Um, Should get him on, interview him before he gets the job, you know. Could, we could, we could. Well, with that one, it is episode three of The Other Three Amigos. Last Damas. Big thank you to you, Wayne Mullins. Thank you. Thank you to you, Declan McCormack. Mr. Sreenan, thanking you. Uh, and big thank you to Mon Amigo. Is it Mon Amigo? Mi Amigo? I'm, I'm... Come on, I need to lure Come on, I need to And that would go on all night. And you want to get a recording of this? We're going to sing in uh, Come On Eileen for the rest of the night. I'm going to leave it to us. An adios, amigo. Adios. Well, you never said goodbye. Adios. Adios. Oh, adios. sorry. Goodbye. Well, after all that, yeah. yeah anyway. <laughs> adios, amigos. Ciao, 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 The other three amigos podcast with Damien Shreenan, Wayne Mullins and Declan McCormack. Three lads, one podcast. <laughs>